You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. I am Charlie Ungemark. I'm Jason Fry. You're listening to Man Talk Monday on the Grid Hub Podcast. It's a Monday. We're going to talk about man stuff today. Last week, if you listened, I hope you did. If you haven't yet, go listen to it. We talked about honor. Yeah, honor. It was an H word. We were talking about honor last week um, and about how uh, you have to, we don't need to talk about it. You can go listen to it. You can go listen to it. Anyway, um, today we're going to talk about legacy. So Webster defines legacy as... Something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor from the past. First reaction. Got a reaction to legacy, Jay Fry. Um, well, I've always known that like legacy can be all kinds of things, but for me, legacy is, is just something that that you're leaving after you go, right? Like when you are done with whatever, whether it's life or maybe it's when you're done working, you retire, you can leave a legacy that way too. Um, but it's whatever mark or whatever impression you're leaving after you move on, whether that's from life or what have you. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would add to it that a living legacy is a very real thing too, um, where you can be leaving a legacy while you're still there as well. Absolutely. Obviously it's something I guess you have to build while you're there. Yes. The first picture that pops into my mind is fathers and sons or like a mentor mentee relationship, um, and your impact on on someone in particular, where do we see, uh, what aspects of legacy? I think we know, we can agree what legacy is. So what, as men, what should our legacy look like? Well, there's, I think there's so many different contexts that we could leave, leave a legacy, right? Like if I'm, I feel like my go-to, my go-to like gut reaction is always to talk about, talk about like my influencer, my role as a father, right? Um, I for sure want to model what it's like to be a Christian man to my son, right? So that when he's older, he can act that way, act accordingly um, as a husband, father, you know, man of faith, right? And the same way for my daughters, like, I want to leave a legacy or leave um, essentially like what kind of a man they should be looking for, right? Um so like I said, my, my go-to reaction is always like from a father or a husband standpoint. So immediately that's what I think. Well, like when I think of like my legacy, like I want, I want my kids to walk in my footsteps in the right way. You know what I mean? Like, um, not so much worried about my mistakes cause I'm going to make them, but to make a bigger deal out of the right way to do things or the Christian way to do things. Yeah. A few years ago, I got a chance to sit down and talk to the head men's basketball coach at Carroll University. Oh, cool. Um, and he gave me a book that one of his former assistant coaches, who's like a young guy, he was only like four or five years older than me, but one of his former assistants had written, and it was, it was kind of like one of those books we were making fun of before where it's like everybody has to write a book and to feel important and special. Anyway, um, so but this was not one of but those. Not the, but not this not one. this one. This one, uh, it, well, I'd say it wasn't, it's never going to be a bestseller or anything, um, but it was a young man who had gone through cancer and all kinds of different things, and, and he... You know, when he finished up, his friends were all going like, man, you got to write a book about your experiences. And so um, what he said was, essentially, uh, when all when all said and done, 
You know, it's about what you leave behind. And so his take for the whole book, the theme for the whole book was leave better than found. Um, and so he said that stemmed from his time as an athlete, as particularly a basketball and football player. And his coaches would consistently pound into them, leave it better than you found it, leave it better than you found it. <laughs> and so then he started applying that to everything else as well. So um, are you leaving your relationships better than you found them? Are you leaving, you know, your uh, job better than you found it? Is, are you leaving like your own day? Are you leaving the day better than you found it? You know, your kitchen, are you leaving it better than you found it? So you can apply it to every aspect of life. I like I like that. I and I don't think I've ever thought of, like when you hear the word legacy, in my mind, it's like in my gut reaction is, yeah, like when you die, you have this legacy left behind you, right? Whatever, whatever reputation that, that you're leaving with the people that remember you. But like, that's an awesome way to, that's an awesome way to think about it is like, yeah, like when you, when I left my house this morning, was it, was it better than when I found it? You know, did, did I leave a good impression on my kids and on my wife before I left so that when they're thinking about me today, they're not like, wow, dad was kind of crabby this morning, right? Or they're like, oh, I wonder when dad's going to be home, You're right? We kind of miss him, you know, that kind of thing. So Yeah. Well, and, and it's one of those things where you are inevitably going to fail, um, but it builds upon itself as well. So you can't just sit back and say, well, you know, I'm a pretty decent dad because, you know, I, my kids are better off with me than without me. But like, that's not how it works because it's a day-to-day thing. So did, um, you know, are, is your if you look at your relationship with your children or with your wife yesterday, um, is it better today than it was yesterday? Like, did you did you pick it up today and <laughs> carry it forward? You know, did you move the needle? Mm-hmm. Um, so it can't be you can't just sit back and say like, "Yep, I haven't screwed him up so far." <laughs> you know, like I I didn't leave. I'm still here, so you know, it must be good enough. Better than they're better off with me than without me. Which I think a lot of people have that attitude about a lot of things. You know, like they're you know I'm I'm not dragging them down. I'm not holding them back. Um, and so it's a sense of apathy almost. Oh right. Um, but that drive forward of saying. You know, I'm building this every single day. Every day, I'm gonna make it better than I than yesterday. I'm gonna leave it better than I found it. Right. No. And I, as you're as you're talking there, as as kind of thinking of like, you know, when you leave jobs, like when you leave a place of employment, um, do people miss you when you're gone? You know, and that focus makes it makes makes it sound like it's on you, um, and it's all about like what you did. But it, this kind of almost kind of goes back to like honor in some way. But like, if you act in a certain way and you um, you know, first of all, like show Christ through your actions and people will naturally, I think naturally, especially like if you're kind to people and loving and, um, you know, give, you know, have patience with people. If you take, if you take that away from, if you, if you take that away from like the atmosphere and you're missed, like, that's a good thing. Like you left behind, like people miss you because yeah, it's like, it's just not the same. Like, you know, it's not the same without you there. Um, that's, that's a good thing in some ways, right? Like, like uh, for people to miss you because of the good qualities that you brought. So, yeah, just got the sign that I need to sit closer to the microphone. So <laughs> I'm new to this. Sorry if we just blew out your speakers. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, but you're right, and that's something that that idea of you know the, my impact on the people around me that transcends my status or my you know position inside of a company or inside of a family or inside of a church as well. Uh, it's something that it applies to absolutely everyone, no matter, like, it doesn't matter if you're a bum on the street, you can still leave the street corner better than you found it, right? And that's not even a joke, like, that's for real. No, absolutely. Um, so whether you're flipping burgers at McDonald's, you know, like, are the people around you going to be better at their jobs? Are they going to be, you know, happier with you there than without you there? Uh, are you going to leave it better than you found it? Yeah, I, I think sometimes with the legacy, too, like, some people so much focus on what they're leaving behind, and maybe this is, like, where... Uh, maybe it's a money thing or if it's a reputation thing, because sometimes like if that's if that's the goal, then, OK, now we've just we've just misused the gift from God. Right. Like, um, you know, I, I just think of the story that uh, I think 
Jesus spoke about this, about the idea of the man who had like a bumper crop. And so he built bigger silos and he filled the silos up so that he could just live a life of, of, I want to say like laziness or like he doesn't have to work anymore because he has all this done. Well, you fool, don't you know that your life is going to be taken from you to this day? And what about all this extra stuff that you've left behind? Right. Um, you know, to make sure that the legacy is focused on the right things, right? Not building up a huge bank account so like your kids, kids wouldn't have to work for the rest of their lives or you want to make sure that people think about you and, how, you know, like, like, oh man, like what a, what a gift, to, you know, what a gift to men from God, right? Like this guy was, and you make that the thing, right? You make that to be the most important thing instead of how can, how can I, even after, you know, even after I keep on going back to death, I promise I'm not this dark, <laughs> dark and stormy, but like, after you die, like how many people did you affect by living your life in the way that God has asked us to live? Right. You know, a legacy that way is how many lives did you help the Holy spirit touch with, uh, you know, through the word as, as you lived your life here, you know? Yeah. And I want to, I want to talk about something else in a second, but before I, it even, it does actually go into finances and everything too, because like you can all, it's a, in a practical sense, you know, did, how'd you leave your field when you left it? You know, like, are you going to leave a whole bunch of debt behind or are you squared away, you know, or provisionally like moving forward, are you securing, you know, your future legacy as well, you know? Yeah. You know, the nice thing about debt, though, when you die is that you don't have to deal with it. So (laughs) put it on them. Uh, But the other thing, so with the other image that pops into my mind is this uh, movie, Secondhand Lions. You've seen Secondhand Lions, right? Um, And I can't remember the actor's name. Robert Duvall, the character Herb, um, is an awesome little fight scene in there. Oh, man. Then he takes these teenagers, these punk teenagers, back to the house, and he's like slapping meat on all their bruises and everything. But then he sits them down, and he gives them the what every boy needs to know to be a man speech. And Mm -hmm. I always, I always, like, not that my... You know, my dad and my grandfathers didn't teach me how to be a man, but um, this idea that somebody would sit you down and just like, this is what you need to know, like that that path of um, initiation, you know, that that clear initiation. I think that's part of our legacy as well. The, you know, teaching the next generation, this is what it means to be a man, or this is what it means to be a woman. This is how you act. This is what you do, and intentionally teaching that, not just letting them uh, come into it. Well, and that's you know the way that the you know the way that the Bible and the message was um, transmitted among families and generations. It was it was passed on to the next generation, right? It was is passed on and and uh, you know an oral an oral history and you know so much of so much of what we believe today was was a legacy of someone, right? Like they they entrusted the next generation to share the truths with the next, right? To share the truths of the Bible with the next, and so you know we hopefully we try and model that, right? Like we want, we want people to know about the truth. And after we die, that we've passed that information on and that, that information then can go out to other people as well. Right. Well, and that's the, um, so this Gillette commercial that came out a, a couple of weeks ago, um, that, uh, we're going to talk about this, huh? <laughs> we are going to talk about this. <laughs> well, but so one of the, we're not actually going to talk about the commercial, but one of the arguments <laughs> against the commercial, one of the issues people were having with the, with everything, um, was this idea that, you know, you are telling my children or my son, you know, that, you know, masculinity is toxic and that masculinity is bad and whatever. And, and I won't disagree with you there, um, that there is a commentary like that going on and, you know, whether you see it in a gel commercial or not, it's there. Okay. Um, but one of my big pushback to that argument is saying the world shouldn't be defining masculinity or femininity or faith. The world should not be defining who your child is and, and what your child is going to become. That's on you as a parent. 
um, to define that. See, that came out a little different because you shouldn't be controlling every aspect of life. But you know what I'm saying, right? Right. Well, no, like, like here's another like witty saying. Um, but like you, like I think it's up, it's actually up in the on the wall in our church. Um, teach your child to follow Christ because the world will teach them not to. Mm, right. Exactly. You, know, you know, like without without like jumping head first down this rabbit hole. Um, you know, there there's there's all there's just there's like outrage over almost everything today, right? Exactly. Um, and we're not going to get anything specific, but if if you're looking to take your cue on how to act and how to raise your kids and the way that you conduct yourself on a daily basis, if you're taking your cues from like the world and like our culture and um, the idea of the day, then yeah, like that's where you get toxic masculinity or you get toxic anything because the world, like the the mentality of the world is is toxic in, in comparison to the Christian faith. So I'm not, I guess I am not, I stop being surprised by certain things that are being said, like in, you know, whether you want to call it the mainstream media or just the way things are being advertised to uh, to us as a whole. Like, I'm not surprised by that stuff anymore because that the, the way of the world is is an easy thing to follow, right? Um, and if we're taking our cues from there, well, then yeah, I, I, absolutely. That's the way that – did that make any sense? That, I feel like that made sense, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's this idea of being centered and grounded <laughs> in mm-hmm. faith and in Christ and in the Scripture and uh, not letting the world blow you around, right? Well, yeah, and that's – you know, I, I've told you that before, too, like when we had our interview, like, what it means to be what it means to be a man of God is to plant your flag and say, you know, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Whatever winds may come, whatever storms may come, like this is this is where our foundation is going to be, and this is the way that we are going to conduct ourselves, no matter what the what people are saying about the way that I conduct myself and the way that what I what I believe essentially. So this is you're going to roll your eyes at me, but so th- what what uh, what's popping into my head right now is <laughs> in the, in the book of Jeremiah. There he I don't remember where it is in the book of Jeremiah, but it is in the book of Jeremiah. He paints this picture of a wild she camel who's in heat and is just like running around from one male camel to the next to the next to the next. Okay. And the, the idea is the idea is um, without direction, without guidance, you know, without someone holding the bridle and guiding this camel, it's just gonna run from one to the next to the next to the next. You know, like just fill me, fill me, fill me. Um, and you know, like that idea of buckets, you know, everybody's carrying around a bucket and you have to fill each other's buckets up. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when we have, when we have a foundation in scripture and we have a foundation in Christ, you're not no longer being, you know, chased around. You're not just flying around the desert trying to find something, you know, to, <laughs> to find your purpose. I'm waiting for Charlie to wrap this up. <laughs> anyway. We're all she camels. So that's, no, we shouldn't be wild she camels right. running around looking for male camels. <laughs> but that's our legacy, right? Is what I'm coming back around to, is uh, a foundation in Scripture, a foundation in Christ, um, and building your children up in that, um, and leaving their lives, their souls, their hearts, everything you have, better than you found it. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> The other one that was popping into my mind was the cup song. When I'm gone, when I'm gone. No, we we actually talked about Charlie. You're gonna miss me. When uh, I'm just gone. that's too much. It's too much. No more singing for Charlie. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. 
You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.